You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. Another one. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, September 17th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Takeaway Tuesday. I've had a chance to look at a lot of the games from week three of the HBCU football season really in depth and going to give you my thoughts on some of those games. You know, I want to start with, and by the way, congratulations to Jamaine Martin of North Carolina A&T, the running back and Emmanuel Wilson of Johnson C. Smith, also the running back, both Boxtero National Players of the Week. Martin carried the ball 25 times, 299 yards, had two touchdowns. Wilson carried the ball just 12 times, had 265 yards and three touchdowns uh, in Johnson C. Smith's 34-31 to victory over Benedict. Remember, I said on yesterday, I was really trying to uh, decipher be we were trying to decipher between whether it should be uh, Bryce Witt for Chuan who threw seven touchdown passes I mean brought you know Alderson brought us maybe not the strongest football program but I mean at the end of the day seven touchdown passes is seven touchdown passes but when you did or you do what Wilson did against a Mike White coach defense at Benedict I mean it, it, you know <laughs> That, I mean, a lot of praise has to be heaped uh, upon Wilson. And then Jamaine Martin um, basically uh, was the offense for North Carolina A&T and a couple of touchdown runs ultimately prevailed uh, or helped to uh, lift the Aggies over Charleston Southern. So no surprise that A&T unanimous selection in both the box to row coaches and media polls. I want to start with West Virginia State and Glenville State. West Virginia State defeated Glenville State 33-30. to And if you look at the media poll, you'll see that West Virginia State is not getting a lot of love in the media poll. Um, and, I mean, they're 2-0 and on the season, two big wins basically in the MEC or the Mountain East Conference. You, most, you just really play conference opponents. You may have one out-of-conference game but it's mostly conference opponents and it starts early in the season. So for West Virginia state to be able to, to jump out and, and be two and zero right now, I think is absolutely huge. And by the way, they jumped out on Glenville state, Glenville state roared all the way back and uh, took a lead with three minutes and three seconds remaining in the game, 33 to 30. But wouldn't you know it, Austin Hensley been talking about Austin Hensley, was the starting quarterback for the Yellow Jackets a couple of years ago. Had gotten hurt, brought the Yellow Jackets back. A 10-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Barrett with just 40 seconds remaining, and that proved to, in fact, be the game winner. You got to remember that name, Austin Hensley. Guy is tremendous. I mean, he could have very well been uh, one of our Box to Row National Players of the Week also. Um, I mean, it was so many 
pers- uh, so many guys that were in the running. And as I go down the list of the games that I'm going to talk with you about, you'll find out or I'll tell you about some other guys um, as well. Hensley completed 38 of 59 passes, 439 yards, three touchdowns in the ball game, no interceptions in the ball game. And again, it helped to prevail. Uh, and, and he threw the game winner to prevail West Virginia State over Glenville State 33-30. to A lot of kudos um, when you're talking about what that young man was able to do. And again, um, you know, West Virginia State not getting right now at least the respect that it deserves. But I think as time goes on, and, and again, it's you know, I mentioned last week it, it was a program that had really been down and so, you know, people sort of had forgotten about West Virginia State. And further, they're not in the CIAA, MEAC, SWAC, or um, the SIAC, and they are not Tennessee State. So I think, you know, that certainly uh, hurts them a little bit. But I, I guarantee you, um, if they continue to win, Hensley continues to perform. That is definitely going to change. So uh, that was that game. Let me take you to Chicago. Hampton defeated Howard 41 to 40, a a, a game in which I talked about it extensively last week in terms of the Chicago football folks uh, making it so that this game happened. Hampton not scheduled uh, or not on any MEAC schedules this season other than this football game. And again, it's not a home game at Hampton or a home game at Howard. It's a game that is played in Chicago. And, you know, I was wrong on this game. I said that I thought that Howard would win the football game. I thought it would be a high-scoring affair. It was a high-scoring affair, 41-20. to Hampton won the football game. And, you know, it, 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 it was close maybe um, when Howard was able to pull to within 20-13 to uh, with about two seconds remaining. In the first half, Kalen Newton to Michael Cornwell. But Hampton pretty much controlled this game, pretty much dominated this football game. And, you know, both teams needed the win badly. Howard now falls to 0-3 on the season. Hampton rebounds from its loss to Virginia Union. DeAndre Francois, solid football game. Completed 11-20 passes, 217 yards, four touchdowns in the ball game. Um, How uh, Hampton rushed for 132 yards. And when you look at the numbers for Howard, uh, uh, Diedrich Parson uh, was able to run the football, the running back, 88 yards, but Howard didn't commit to the run uh, that much. They only rushed for 112 yards total. They got, you know, Kalen Newton, 25 of 54, 284 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions in the ball game. Uh, But he also, that's the thing, he also threw two interceptions in the ball game and, um, you know, those two turnovers critical. Uh, you got to be able to protect the football, particularly in the game like this when the defenses aren't great. Although uh, Hampton played reasonably well uh, on defense and, and you can't really say that Howard played bad on defense either. Uh, but you got, you know, what's going to separate the teams is being able to protect the football. And ultimately, that's not something that Howard um, could do in the football game, and they ultimately fell um, to Hampton, or yes, fell to Hampton uh, in this uh, rivalry that goes back 
some years when you're talking about um, the old Whitney Young classic uh, and that classic that that they used to play uh, a lot of times at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. Another game that I want to get to, uh, Kentucky State falling to Tuskegee 13-7. Uh, you're talking about a Tuskegee team was coming off the loss last week, a close loss to Alabama State. You were talking about Kentucky State who had beat FCS opponent Robert Morris. Um, Basically, Tuskegee, uh, the game was tied. Tuskegee able to score with a minute and four seconds remaining. Taylor uh, Tarrin Taylor, uh, that is, with the 35-yard touchdown run, a game with just one minute and four seconds remaining. In the football game, as a matter of fact, uh, Taylor, 160 yards rushing, uh, won the one touchdown, which was the game winner on just eight carries. Again, this is a young man that could have very well also been the Boxer Row National Player of the Week as well. I mean, it's just but so many, um, you know, so many awards that we hand out each and every week. We generally give it to two, try to find uh, a defensive player and an offensive player um, as well. But ultimately, uh, you know, Taylor was absolutely huge for Tuskegee in that football game. Allen with a big win, 16-10 over Clark Atlanta. I mentioned that on yesterday. And, uh, of course, a huge win for Jackson State over Tennessee State, 49-44. to That game uh, was, of course, the, uh, the Heritage, Southern Heritage Classic, that is, that is always played uh, in Memphis. It was the 31st event, um, if I'm not mistaken. And, I, you know, I, 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 I listen, you know, you this was a tit for tat affair. And Jackson State's offense is solid. That's the thing about it. Like they had to come back like Tennessee State had a good lead in this football game. And ultimately, Jackson State had to come back. Uh, to be able to get that victory. You're talking about a lot of good special teams play as well. Chris Rowland was big for Tennessee State. Um, He had a 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. As a matter of fact, he was named the OVC um, Specialist of the Week. But, you you know, and really, I I apologize, but it was Tennessee State that had to come back in this football game. Jackson State jumped out. Tennessee State, you know, sort of made it a close football game. Um, but ultimately it was Jackson State who prevailed. Um, You look at the passing for Jackson State, 117 yards passing as a whole, but that's not what they wanted to do. What they wanted to do is run the football, and they did it well. Jordan Johnson, 134 yards rushing. Tyso Alexander, 87 yards rushing. Jackson State ran for 338 yards in this football game, and, you know, that's when you're talking about that, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, that's the difference in the football game is that Jackson State was able to run the football and run the football well. So that's a big time win, obviously, for Jackson State, who gets off the schneid and um, as a matter of fact, um, comes into the box to row coaches poll uh, for the first time this year. And Tennessee State drops out of the poll you know I, I I talked about what I thought was going to be a close football game between Miles and Morehouse and it turned out actually um, not to be that close of a football game 45 
to 21 miles with the victory. They are now 2-0 uh, on the season are uh, the Golden Bears. And uh, Morehouse drops to 1-2 and two on the season. Again, as I'd been saying, this is possibly a preview of the CIAA championship game. Jalen Brown for Morehouse, 18 of 30, 255 yards, three touchdowns. And that is good, obviously, for uh, Morehouse. But what Morehouse wanted to do was establish the run, couldn't. Santo done nine carries for 11 yards. As a matter of fact, Morehouse had negative, count them, negative seven yards rushing. This is a very tough uh, Miles defense. And, you know, Miles was able to do, uh, was able to run the football. Wade Streeter, 194 yards rushing, two touchdowns in the ball game. And, you know, again, you're, you're, I mean, Miles able to, in fact, get it done uh, and, and a big win. And that's a, you know, it's a big loss for Morehouse. That's a, definitely a big loss uh, for Morehouse in that game. Alabama A&M over North Alabama, 31 to 24. Um, Armani Holloway, uh, absolutely the linebacker for Alabama A&M, um, had a big time football game, had some big stops, especially in the fourth quarter, some big tackles. Um, uh, really big plays, especially when Alabama A&M needed them the most as A&M had to rally um, against uh, against North Alabama. And remember, North Alabama coming into um, really coming into its own in terms of FCS play only, you know, really started playing FCS football um, on a full time basis, if you will, on last year. And so. Even with that close football game, when the two teams met on last year, this time around, um, it was it was the Bulldogs who got the victory. The Bulldogs actually needed that victory. Now they're two and one on the season, and that's a you know I mean it's a it's you know all wins are good wins. There's no question about that. But um, if you are Alabama A and M, that I mean that's a game that you really really needed to win. I mean. I think we saw Jordan Bentley, the running back, have one of his better games um, as a bulldog. You know, he's a guy that can play, you know, but he's been beset by injuries the last couple of years. 26 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. He put in some work. Uh, a quill glass in the football game, um, 18 to 34, 186 yards, two touchdowns, but more importantly, no interceptions. And again, that is a huge, huge win for the Bulldogs, um, and listen, you know, again, I think Alabama A&M is a team that definitely can challenge uh, Alcorn State for that uh, that Eastern Division crown. So those are a couple of the games I wanted to look at. Of course, Johnson C. Smith with the big victory over Benedict, twenty-four to uh, excuse me, thirty-four to thirty-one. I mentioned Wilson uh, in the ball game. Emmanuel Wilson, the running back, three touchdowns, two hundred sixty-five yards rushing. Again, one of our box to row national players of the week. So that's a look. That's takeaway Tuesday. My thoughts on some of what happened during the weekend. Don't forget on tomorrow. Tune into the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where on tomorrow we begin to shift, sort of start to take a look at the Week Four HBCU football schedule so until tomorrow be safe tell a friend about the hbcu football daily podcast they can either download the podcasts or listen to them online at box to row.com talk with you tomorrow count it up 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 
Count it, count it up, count it up, count it up, count it, 